Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. To start this off, I'm a 20-year-old Latina, and I'm 5'2". I live in Florida, and this happened to me about a year ago. I live in a small town called Mayo, up in the northern part of the state. I lived there with my boyfriend, who's now in jail. That isn't so important to the story, but I'll include it anyway. So, when the police arrested him, I didn't have any family and I wasn't having a good relationship with my mother at the time. I had to stay and work where my boyfriend worked, which was at a dairy farm. I had to milk cows and perform other tasks. It was such an extremely stressful job, but it paid really well, so it didn't bother me too much. There was a creepy man that worked with me. He was Latino and in his 40s, I believe. In the beginning, he was nice, and he helped show me the ropes because milking cows was something very new to me. He'd been there for over 10 years, so he was pretty experienced, and he taught me what he knew. I was a slow learner, so it took about a week before I got the proper way to do things correctly. About three weeks into working there, everything was going great. My feet were killing me because I had to stand from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. When I would go into work, the man would be waiting for me without fail. I didn't think much of it until he tried making small talk while working. I don't really like conversations with people while I'm trying to concentrate, so it kind of bothered me. I held my tongue and I never said anything about it though. Small talk and constant stares is what went on for about two weeks straight. After about a month of working there, a man only a little bit older than me that worked there had left. He was replaced with another man and assigned to the same area as the creepy dude and I. He and I got along better because he spoke English well. I'm not the best at speaking Spanish. I guess this started to bother the old creepy man because he then began watching me even more. I tried to brush it off. Big mistake. There was one day that he came to work very drunk. Keep in mind, this was early in the morning. He had so much shit to say to me. He went on about me being a slut and not loving him. That I'd been leading him on this entire time. I kind of just looked at him and then said, I've told you so many times that I have a boyfriend and that I'm not interested in you. He didn't care because after I told him that, he then said, No, no, no. I told you that I could take you back to Mexico and marry you so that we could be happy. I'll introduce you to my family. Come on, babe. I felt so disrespected and disgusted. I wanted to slap the hell out of him, but I really needed that job so I could save up money. I told my boss, who was really good friends with my boyfriend at the time, and he sent the man home. It really pissed me off, though, that he wasn't fired. Days went by, and he never showed up to work, so I thought he was finally gone for good. Yeah, right. Just when I thought that was the end of it. I was wrong. Unfortunately, he came back, 
so I straight up confronted him. I told him that if he ever talked to me like that again, I'd call the police. He just denied everything, saying that he was too drunk to remember. Nothing else happened after that, but I just kept my distance. However, that's still not the end of the story yet. The co-worker who I was close with told me that he would drink with the creepy old man at his house and how he would constantly talk so much shit about me, saying that I was a slut and a whore, that I would sleep with the boss to get paid much better. He spouted off so much crap about me that it really made my blood boil. I confronted him once again, but he would just say, I was just drunk. I told him if he had so much to say about me, why not just say it to my face? But he would just shrug it off and continue working. When I would go home, I'd be so afraid that he would show up at my house since I live right beside the farm. I was living there all alone because my boyfriend was still incarcerated at the time. I would always lock my doors and make sure I checked everything before I went to bed. Thank God that after two months, I saved up enough money so I could leave and go live with my grandmother for the time being. It's been a year since this happened and just thinking about it still makes me sick to my stomach. The story takes place on December 31st, 2009. For a little backstory, I grew up in South Florida and I moved to Southern California in 2009 because I loved two things more than anything, weed and skimboarding, and it was the mecca for both. So I spent a few months growing weed and skimming the best waves of my life. After I grew the weed, I packed up and I went to drive back to Florida to try and sell it and show it off. At the time, having purple weed in Florida was a big deal. A side story to this, on my drive back, I got pulled over in Blythe, California, middle of nowhere. And by some miracle, the cops didn't search the duffel bags in my trunk. So I considered myself the luckiest guy on earth. Boy was I wrong on the lucky part. I got back to my apartment a couple of days before New Year's Eve and was very excited to show off the weed to friends. Now, I sold weed. I was never a kingpin of any sort, but people knew they could get weed from me anytime. Come hang out and smoke, you know, just good vibes. So, now to the night in question. It started like any other. Couple of friends over, my girlfriend at the time. It was going great. My friends all wanted to go to a New Year's Eve party that my buddy was having. Looking back, I've always thought, what if I had just went? Guess I'll never know. So all my buddies left. My girlfriend was tired, so she also went home. Before I went to bed, I decided to run across the street to get a Nestle Strawberry Milk, which was one of my favorites. After I got the milk, I was walking into my garage to go back up to my apartment as I reached for the doorknob, I heard heavy footsteps. I went to turn around and was grabbed by my shirt and thrown against the wall. I hit my head, but not very hard. I figured it was one of my buddies who forgot something. I turned my head to look, and I was then hit with the butt of a gun. Next thing I knew, I was seeing as best as I can describe as black blotches and shiny circles as I was dragged upstairs. At this point, I never fully turned around, so I didn't know who or how many people were there or what was going on. I just heard one guy's voice saying, Where's the fucking weed? 
No, I'm not trying to get shot over some weed. I had my hands up in the air and calmly told them, It's over here, man. You can have all of it. Just calm down. As I was escorted to my bedroom, I pointed out the duffel bags, which contained everything I brought over. After they grabbed them, they asked where the money was. Now, like I said, I sold weed, but it was basically just to smoke for free and have some extra cash. I did have a couple of grand in my closet in a sweatshirt pocket, but I wasn't ready to give that up. I told him that I didn't have any cash and the weed was all I had. That's when the gun left my head. The next thing I heard terrified me. I heard the gun being cocked and then placed back to my head. Immediately I told them where it was. They grabbed it and I then heard footsteps running away from my bedroom and the door slamming. I got up in a panic and ran downstairs, closed my garage door, and then ran back upstairs. I stood in my kitchen just staring off. I mean, what the hell should I do now? I thought. Do I call my girlfriend? Do I call the cops? Well, I can't call the cops, I instantly thought, my mind racing. As I went to call my girlfriend, I heard glass shattering. Now, my front door had been locked the whole time since we came through the garage. When you enter the front door, there are stairs directly leading up to my apartment. I looked down and I saw a hand reaching in and unlocking the door. They were back. I ran back to the kitchen, putting my hands up, my heart pounding. The first guy didn't even look at me. He just ran past me into my room. The second appeared and pointed the gun at me. I made direct eye contact with the guy pointing the gun at me. And as I looked at him, I realized I knew him. At that same moment, by the look on his face, I could tell he knew who I was as well. He turned visibly white. My dad was a teacher, and a damn good one at that, and was also well known in my community. And growing up, he would have parties and fun activities for his classes. And this guy standing in front of me with the gun pointed at me was one of his former students. I felt sick to my stomach at this point. I put my head down, closed my eyes, and took a deep breath. All I saw in my head was a picture of my family from a vacation when I was about 10 years old. I never understood why that picture. It's just what I envisioned, and it was so clear. The next thing I heard was my front door slamming. I went downstairs and lit up a cigarette, about to call my girlfriend again, when I saw headlights from a car coming towards me. And wouldn't you know, it was a police car. Now, I looked rough. He got out and he asked if everything was okay. I didn't say a word. He said, Your downstairs neighbor's calling because they heard some yelling and loud noises. I didn't know what to say. I was speechless. Like, there's no way this can be happening, right? I told him that some guys came to rob me, but they left because they must have had the wrong house. He asked what exactly happened. I told him that they went in the kitchen and were looking for something in there so that the attention wasn't in my room. As more cops showed up, they dusted the kitchen for fingerprints. Then, I saw one head to my room. I thought to myself, well, at least they won't find any weed because those guys took it all. I was asked to come into my bedroom. The guy led me to a closet and then pointed at the top of my safe. What's this? He asked. 
Earlier, I had rolled a joint, and a little bit fell out of the top. Now, this was 2009 in South Florida. Weed was looked at as very illegal. I told them I smoke every now and then. Figuring if they thought I was just being honest, they would look past it. He told me to go sit on the couch. A few minutes later, I was told to stand up and put my hands behind my back. And as I was being handcuffed, I thought back to when I was being pulled over on the drive to Florida. I mean, at least I wouldn't have gotten beat up and robbed if they would have found the weed that night. Just arrested. That was a start to a pretty darn time in my life. And weed turned out to be the least of my worries. I'm happy to say that I'm coming up on six years sober now. I have a beautiful family, and I consider myself the luckiest guy in the world. I grew up in southern Florida, in a place called Miramar. Most of my friends lived within a 10-20 to minute walk away from my home. I had two friends that lived on the same block as I, and as teens, we'd usually accompany each other to go hang out on a particular block which was about 20 minutes away from us, called 30th Street, where a great majority of our friends lived. On this walk, there was one particular block that was longer than the others, much more tree coverage, with one light post working at the center of the block, which in turn made this block much darker and spookier than the other blocks, especially at night. It was very common for us to do this walk at night, which is why we ended up nicknaming the block, the Scary Block. Of course, smoking marijuana and walking this block at night led for quite the imagination. Now that you have some visual context, I'll explain what happened this one night while walking home by myself. One late Friday night, I was at my friend's house on 30th Street, whom my friends and I knew as Furphy. It was about 3 a.m., and I never liked sleeping out of my house no matter what time it was. So even though my other two friends that live on that block were not there, the comfort of my bed sounded far too tempting, so I decided to walk home by myself. As I was walking home, everything seemed pretty normal until I reached the 30th Street block and the beginning of the scary block. It's obvious that at 3 a.m., there isn't much sound outside, but there is, however, ambient noises like insects, and also the occasional sound of a late-night vehicle passing by. As I approached the scary block, however, all ambient noises and vehicles had seemed to just cease to make any noises. Things got eerily quiet, which I remember noticing. I was already starting to get paranoid and had a strange foreboding feeling in my gut. As I entered the block, my stomach sank as there seemed to be a pale person standing in the center of the block, where the only light post on the block was illuminated. They were still quite some distance from me, but they were just standing there, not moving an inch, and just looking straight down the block. My heart at this point started racing, and my imagination was running wild as to why this person was just standing there in the middle of the block, not moving an inch, and looking to be almost white as a ghost. Even so... I continued walking towards this ghostly looking person and as I'm getting closer I start getting even more scared as it looks to be a pale haggard looking woman. Now I don't agree with violence against women or elderly people but I have to confess I was considering punching out an old lady 
especially if she was some kind of weirdo ghost or demon looking to attack me. I'm getting closer and closer, and as so, I can make out her facial features, and she looks to be absolutely petrified in her face, like she herself had seen a ghost. Even as I'm getting close enough to see her facial features and expressions, she's still not moving an inch. Almost like a statue with a scared face, eyes wide open, frozen on it. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up on edge as I'm within a few feet now of the woman. As I'm passing by, she stops and tells me that there's something inside of her home in the attic and that I must go inside her home to find out what it is. Part of me wanted to help her, but there was also another feeling I had, telling me that something wasn't right, like as if there would be something inside waiting to attack me, or possibly some kind of satanic cult looking to do a 3am blood sacrifice. I had no idea what the hell to expect, but I just blurted out to the woman to call animal control or 911 and continued to walk. As I tried to quickly dismiss her and continue on my way, she just kept saying on how I had to come inside almost begging and pleading. I found this to be so strange and a huge red flag. I ignored her and I hurried my way home, not running but very much power walking. I finally made it home and nothing happened. I know this isn't the scariest story ever, but I still to this day find this particular event very creepy and very strange and I'll never forget it. I really do think that something bad would have happened to me if I had actually went inside that house. Thank God I didn't.